Hello and welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you by the way of the Stay Wolf Podcast. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, I'm going to title it The Sit Down. Now, I'm going to touch on Kanye West and his meeting at the White House uh, with uh, President Trump. And I'm also going to touch on uh, LeBron James and he had another episode of The Shop. And I just want to do another follow-up on, on him and just where he's at in our pop culture and also talk about other things that they discuss on the show. But I'm going to start first with Kanye and Trump. I know this has been a going thing where I know we've always, where I've been saying, especially, and I know uh, as a overall culture and community, we keep talking about Kanye and where he is and what, and what's his status, not just in hip hop, but just what he is in mainstream pop culture in our community. He's still relevant and important. He's not relevant in, in important to some in the ways that we viewed him say you know 13 years ago where he says you know George Bush doesn't care about black people and he said that at coming off his first album late registration hadn't even came out yet and a lot of people felt like he was kind of jeopardizing his career then and um it's just um that response there was really telling on who Kanye was. And I think that kind of shaped how people viewed him moving forward after that. And you look past a lot of the things personally that you already knew that were there from a character trait standpoint. But when you like someone, you'll you'll make uh, adjustments to them. Like, like, again, before, like, you know, ego and narcissism has always been a part of what Kanye has done. Uh, I know recently he feels like he makes the best music. Uh, you know, that's obviously subjective. Are there some people that probably feel like Kanye does make the best music? Yeah. Personally, do I think he does? No, I don't. But again, you know, you don't have to be all things to everybody. You just have to have a, a place with where you're at. But I know him meeting with Trump. I know they're saying even President Trump's people were a little bit surprised with how bizarre it was. And I know he brought Jim Brown with him. And, and obviously Jim Brown's not is trying to get funding to some of the programs that he works on uh, still in the predominantly black and brown areas of our country and trying to help help people. So while, you know, watching him with Trump isn't the best of those signs because a lot of his policies and a lot of things that's going on doesn't really help us in that way. I know he's, he claims that, but like I've said on previous pods before, there is this thing called the staggered economy. A lot of bills and certain job acts that were signed into law in the previous administration, a lot of those things don't kick into later dates and they're starting to happen around this portion. And that's just that's just what it is. It's always been that way for uh, the economy. But the fact that Donald Trump is President Trump, as you say, as you should say, uh, has been able to kind of navigate through this whole situation in terms of not just his policies, but the way he conducts himself with the media and just people in general, it, it, he's in a kind of an untouchable position in some ways because no one really brings up his stuff. It's now kind of viewed as tabloid stuff for the most part. And hey, you know, probably out of this meeting, and it's going to be a great thing, Trump is going to probably do something that, that gives money in some form or fashion to uh, helping, you know, any of the causes that Kanye is probably pushing for, whether it's mental health or, or trying to uh, build factories or to do something like that in terms of employing people. I know Kanye talked about that with the prison system. 
And and while I know he's definitely all over the place, he has been all over the place before. I know Ti and um, and Snoop is, and Diddy have been you know one of the more vocal critics lately. It it all started with Snoop really, who really was taking him to task. You know, I I think it's going to be interesting to see in the coming weeks because you got an election that's coming up in roughly you know three weeks or so, and I wouldn't be surprised if they pass something to where they help Kanye in that way. And then Kanye can then go back and tell people like, hey, this is what I'm doing in the community. This is what I'm fighting for. And to a certain degree, when he his critiques on the majority of the of the mainstream media isn't inaccurate. It's just to a certain degree, it's some forms of false equivalency. Because I do think sometimes both sides will drown out voices that don't agree with them 100% of the time. And I think that becomes frustrating for most people. And that's why I feel like, I don't know if that would ever happen, but an independent party, say that were to form, where they had real candidates and had a real political structure system that didn't take money from special interest groups. If you were to really unlock and tap the voting population that we truly have in our country that would become an independent party, I think that would really divert and change up a lot of things. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Kanye over the over, over these next several weeks because uh, the whole hat thing, I'm over the hat. I know I've said that before. As far as him saying some of the stuff that he says, I know some of it is scattered. You know, he takes pieces of information, doesn't really research it, but he takes parts of ideas and then he expands on them. You know, I guess, you know, to a certain degree, you know, social media is a headline culture where why have people make comments on topics and they haven't even read it, anything on, on the topic. They haven't researched it. They don't know what the story is because all we see on any of our social media outlets is usually a headline and then people react. So that's a really true statement overall uh, for us to be thinking about. But it's going to be interesting to see what's the temperature of the country going to be post uh, the midterm elections. But those are just some of the things I wanted to touch on with the Kanye uh, situation. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be talking about this topic again at some point. But I'm going to go ahead and transition into talking about LeBron in the recent second episode premiere of his show, The Shot. Looked like they were at a different place. You know, the lighting of it was different. I know he had Mo Bamba and uh, Ellen Donna Dion, who's a really good uh, basketball player. Hopefully I say, said her name right. Victor Oladipo and Maverick Carter, of course, his business partner was there. Was there, and, and Drake was on this episode, but he comes later on in the uh, in the show. Uh, but it's just really fascinating to see how LeBron, how far LeBron's come. I, I saw another headline about just the way he's now kind of infused his his brand and his his stamp and all forms of media and all forms of branding you know, with entertainment is is remarkable. He's definitely going to be the most successful athlete ever. You know, but the thing is, he's doing it during his NBA career, which is, you know, insane, which, you know, bothers a lot of those purists. And, and that's why LeBron, because he had that mindset from beforehand, that's why the, there's no such thing as loyalty to teams because teams like corporations don't have loyalty to the employer or to the employee. You're loyal to the employer. And that's why LeBron's like, I'm not really hung up on I got to be with one team for the rest of my career. That's the old school. Whenever you hear people talk about it, it's always someone 
from the other past generation that complains and whines about that. It's just been really, you know, fascinating to watch just how those conversations were were breaking down. Obviously, I don't know if some people uh, know, but, you know, Victor Oladipo does really sing, and Mo Obama's an up-and-coming basketball player. And just hearing, you know, just seeing, hearing and seeing the, the subject matter they talk about and how they carry themselves, and it, it does seem like it's a more relaxed thing now. I've heard some people complain, like, well, they drink red wine at the barbershop. Like, you're, you're getting caught up on the wrong thing. They're multimillionaires. It's like, you know, they're not trying. You know, LeBron has openly admitted that he drinks wine. You think if he were to go to a barbershop, one, he's not going to a public barbershop. He shuts down a barbershop. And it's just exclusively him. And that's it. You know, so when I keep hearing people get hung up on, oh, well, you know, people don't drink red wine at a barbershop at the one you're at. But when you're in a private jet on a yacht and boat, you drink wine. So I don't know why people still complain about LeBron drinking wine on a barbershop show. It's it's, it's ridiculous. But it is interesting, though, how he does kind of navigate and he has become a, a big-time figure to a lot of young and up-and-coming athletes especially. Because even for Victor Oladipo, who uh, now plays for the Indiana Pacers, he kind of talked about that in terms of looking at LeBron and, like, how does he juggle and balance all the things that he's working on? And he him just having to go through that process. The subject matters that they always touch on is always usually current, or at least at that time I know they touched on uh, Serena Williams and, and they also touched on, you know, with the, you know, sports psychology and just the, the mindset that you're in, which I thought was fascinating because uh, I know Elena Dion, who plays in the WNBA, uh, she says I'm really fascinated. She said that, you know, uh, her psychologist said that the person you talk to the most in a day is yourself. So sometimes it's hard to turn off certain things about yourself that's good and it's hard to turn on certain things about you that's bad because and i'm paraphrasing overall is because you're in your head all the time you're talking to yourself all the time on what you're doing and how you're feeling and what your plans are and and how you're gonna you know move uh throughout the day so i i do think that that was very kind of kind of telling that they did kind of touch on that a bit of course uh uh, after they kind of got done in the middle part of the episode, they end up breaking and then Drake comes in. And I know for Drake, you know, obviously he has a, a, a close relationship with LeBron. It's been this way for for several years. And, they, you know, they touched on, you know, our previous topic, uh, Kanye West at one point and just uh, uh, the misleading uh, intentions that he had towards him from working on his album to telling him personal information about his son and, and that being used against him and against his family. And obviously, like I said this around the time when Pusha T put out the story out of I, I The song, from uh, from the scenario standpoint, was cool. I guess you want to say that was well executed, but I really wasn't that overwhelmed by that song because when you start going that personal, you start talking about dudes, mom, parents, and bringing up sick friends and wishing death on them. The fact that a lot of people made a false equivalence of saying that, hey, Drake said something about his fiance's ring and needing an upgrade. Like, sure, you spending an extra few thousand dollars on a ring is the same as wishing death on another person. But that's you. That's fine. Um, but, you know, I, I do think what Drake 
said about showing restraint was important because sometimes you have to. And I, I like the fact on the episode he says he he did his research. He could have really went really low, but then he's like, I'm keeping it going and I don't really want to do that. You know, so if this helps people say like, hey, is this now a chink in my armor? And the fact that Drake acknowledged it, which isn't shocking, because if you look at his music, his vulnerability is what helps him sell his music. He's not putting on a front. And that's what makes Drake so compelling as an artist. So he's like, hey, you know what? You can have it because I don't want to do that. And what I thought was fascinating is the fact that he says after he kind of let that go, he had only recorded 60% of Scorpion, but he ended up recording In My Feelings and Nonstop and Mob Ties and some of the records that people are talking about now, he was able to do it post that situation. That's something for us all to kind of think about. And it's not the whole, you know, when they go low, you go high. But sometimes you got to think about, like, do I really want to participate in things like this? Or, you know, and it was interesting that he said that he hit up LeBron and he gave him words of encouragement and said that he wasn't going to be disappointed in him that he didn't go that way. And I know, you know, there's certain people in all our lives where their opinion matters a lot. So, but those are just some of the thoughts I had on, on, on the show. I would love to definitely follow up more on the show. But uh, I want to thank all you guys who have been listening to this show. I'm looking forward to doing many more of these. I want to thank D for all the work that he continues to do for our podcast and, and help with the show. We got many great things coming uh, ahead. Again, uh, for those of you listening for the t- first time, my name is Jonathan Steele. Thank you for listening to Could You Be More Specific. Coming to you through the uh, Stay Well podcast. Definitely keep checking us out. Support us and become a patron. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys real soon. And have a good one.